Hi guys, it's your boys Chucky and Billy from Dad of the Blitz Football Podcast. And we are pleased to give you our first episode in 2022. What do you want to say, Bill? Just uh, looking forward to getting back to podding a little bit more. Yeah, man. Looking forward to talking talking more ball, man. I've missed it a little bit. I've missed talking <laughs> ball, we are, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, let's get straight into it. This episode is going to be about the three people we like in the combine coming up. Um three prospects that we like and and what we like about them and what we expect to see when they when they drop in the draft. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, the Combine's obviously this week. Um, and I think there's some players where the Combine, especially some positions where the Combine means more to them, you know, in terms of like, like the cornerback position, for instance, the 40 time matters for a, for a corner. It doesn't matter for a quarterback so much, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, and even things that we were not privy to see, like measurements, how long is a, a defensive end's arms? How long is an offensive tackle's arms? You know, does that mean they're going to be moved to guard? Mm. Stuff like that's important. Um, and I think it's just, some, there's some interesting guys in this class that I think things like that are going to matter yeah. when it comes to what position they're going to be seen at as NFL prospects. Yeah. And because of that, where, you know, where, where's their ceiling and where's their floor in terms of being drafted? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there's just some interesting, you know, people that are watching the combine. I think there's just some interesting players or some players that you know you might have heard of, might not have heard of. That it's worth keeping an eye out and seeing. You know, okay, I've seen that. I know that that guy has run a you know a ridiculous four four forty or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people are talking about him as a second round prospect. He now might be a first round prospect. Just stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that yeah. I think it's nice to touch on. So yeah, like, that's what I like about the combine is that you know players that, um, basically their their draft estimations go up and down. And uh, for people that don't know too much about NFL or the American football, um, yeah, this is just made basically a, a massive datering a data collection project. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for teams to get to better know um, these players and. And it allows the teams to talk to these players as well, one-on-one. Um, That's the most important thing about it, definitely, is the yeah. interview process. And, you know, the interview process with teams and obviously the medicals, you know, teams can do their own medicals and stuff like that is the most important aspect of the combine, more so than the stuff that we get to see. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, everyone loves the 40. Everyone loves seeing the quarterbacks, you know, throw the thing all over the field. Mm. It, it, it is a... You know, the same with the NFL, make everything entertainment and a spectator sport. But the stuff that we were privy to and were able to watch is probably the least important stuff of the whole of the whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get straight into it. All right, I'll start. We'll start on the defensive side as they're, they're the most important players. Um, for me, David Ajabo, the, the edge rusher from Michigan. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of him, Chuck. He's a, a speed rusher, athletic freak. Um, guy that come on leaps and bounds this year for Michigan, you know, it helped obviously having Aiden Hutchinson on the other side of him. Um, do you remember last year, the Penn State Pro Day, where obviously we had Michael Parsons doing a madness, but then formerly Jason Owa, now Adafi Owa, also was ridiculous testing times. I think he ran something like a 437 40-yard dash, you know, ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. For an edge rusher, a guy at that size. Yeah. David Ajabo 
David Ajabo was his was his high school teammate. They were teammates at high school before, obviously. Ajabo found himself in Michigan and, and Owo at Penn State. And routinely, David Ajabo was dusting him in 100 yard races. Really? Dusting him. You know, this is a guy, I would want to run a 4 3 7 40 as a defensive end. If Ajabo breaks 4 3 5, or real low four three one four three two. We can see a guy that's there's there's been a lot of fluctuation in how people are talking about him, you know, because they they see all the tools that he's got, yeah, how how good he is athletically, but he's raw, you know. He's I think he was born in Nigeria, lived in Scotland for a little while, found mm. his way to the states. So he's not played football. He's not grown up with play, you know, playing football. Some some places you look, you know, some you look at PFF or you look at you know wherever you get your draft stuff from. You know, some guys have him as a top ten player. Yeah. Some guys have him as a uh, you know as a bottom of the first round kind of player. If this guy runs a four three one four three two four three four, that kind of range. That, we can look at that pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd think if, so. If he comes out and runs four four five. Where do we see him? Do we see him? Go at the bottom of the second round. Uh, the, sorry, the bottom of the first round. You know, a team that needs a pass rusher, like the Bills or like the Chiefs. Does, does he sneak into the top of the second? I feel like with with a guy you're drafting on athletic traits and potential, what he could be. I, I don't. I, outside of the cornerback position, I'm not sure a 40-yard dash is more important for any single particular player in this draft than David Ojabo. But mm. like that 40-yard dash, a good 40 time could see him be picked in the top 15 and a bad 40 time could see him bottom of the first round, top of the second round. But like mm. that's a huge difference in rookie contract, a huge difference in opportunity that's going to be given to him to develop as a player. You know, if you, if you spend a top 15 pick on a player, you're going to give him all the time in the world he needs to develop. If you take a guy in the top of the second that, you know, looked like an athletic beast in college, tested, didn't test amazing, and he doesn't ball out straight away, how long is that leash going to be? Mm, mm. You know, this is a guy whose whole career in the NFL could depend on how fast he runs in three days' time. Yeah. And, and that, for me, is, is definitely going to be one I'm watching. You know, David, David Ajabo, Ed Rusher from Michigan, his 40-yard dash time is going to be something to keep an eye on. Nice. Um... Yeah, my uh, the, play, the first player that I want to chat about is um, is uh, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Yeah, uh, I like him. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah big bodied uh, wide receiver. Um, I'm more interested in his measurements, man, and his vertical. He so when I play, I wear a two XL glove, right? Oh yeah, this guy's in a five XL glove. Yeah, Bruv, he's, he's got, got mittens. bigger hands than he's got, he's got bigger mittens. hands than Nook, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah so five XL gloves. Five XL gloves. Yeah, he has to get specially made gloves from the university. So I want to see the rest. That's I want. Nice. I want to see arm span. I want to see, you know, how high he can jump and that because that's going to be a big, big factor in his. I think in his career going forward. Yeah. You know, teams are going to look at that and go, "Okay, cool." Uh, you know, he he's going to be on the outside for sure. But you know, it's going to he, he might be a running meme where you know it's just like oh, f it, trade on Burt's like this song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, 
yeah, that's it. You had the quarterbacks under pressure, just heaves one up the field and and Traylon Burks looks like Nook Hopkins just jumping over people and, and reeling it in with their big nits. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean that's this is a great shout from you, man. Traylon Burks is gonna be a guy that if everything measures how we think it's gonna measure and he falls out, you know, and we go, look, this this guy can jump through the ceiling, he can he, he he's runs a four five, he's you know, the tape's great. You know, like you said, big body, just a physical specimen. He could be wide receiver one. Yeah, it could be. I teams think are gonna go, teams are going to go. There's not a guy that's that big, can run that fast, has hands like that, has a wingspan like that. They mm. don't come around every year. No, no, I know. And like, I, I just, I think looking at taking a closer look at him, I, I think. He's, you know, he's a hard worker. Like he's a, he's a hard, he's got a hard country boy lifestyle. Like he, he runs around and he, he hunts hogs by hand, bro. It's, it's mad. It's such, so Arkansas. It's so Arkansas. Yeah, he's a country boy <laughs> through and through, bro. But that just shows, like, you know, he's, he's a, he's got a hard lifestyle. So it's gonna make you hard in the league. You know what I mean? And he ain't just got the height. He's got the speed. Um, yeah, I, I see him. I see him. Looking a bit like AJ Brown in the league, you know, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, that's not a bad comparison, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I kind comparison. of look at him. I mean, he might not be as high as him in terms of production and whatnot, but mm. I think, uh, you know, for a player that's that big and uh, is also that quick, you can use him. You now, he's been used in a slot a few times in Arkansas, gets a lot of production out of Arkansas, and he's obviously there, he's like their, um, you know, he's their hometown hero. So, um, you know, he might not get as, as as many targets on that in the league. But I think if you give him a chance, I think he can do something. Yeah, I agree completely. I think I think he turned down some big offers from some big schools, you know, to go and play at, at Alabama or Clemson or Georgia to stay at home um, and go to school at home. And, you know, I think NFL teams, they can look at that two ways. You know, they can look at that and go, OK, the guy wanted to commit to something he wanted you know he knew what he wanted he committed to it and then there's other teams that are going to look to it and go well we wanted to be the big fish in a small pond he didn't want to go and have to compete with you know like the Jameson Williams and the Garrett Wilsons and the Chris Olaves of the world which you know look until they get to the league we don't know you know because when he gets to the league everyone's Chris Olave everyone's Garrett Wilson so it's compete or go home so until we get to the league we're not going to you know, be sure what it really was. But I think it's commendable, you know, yeah. turning down, a, being able to go play for, for Natties to stay at home and try and build something at your at your school, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Traylon Burke, so I mm. think he can be uh, a mismatch weapon in, in the NFL. And normally when we say that, we talk about speed, and that's mm. not what I mean with Traylon Burke. So I just feel like if you put him in the slot, what slot corner is covering that guy? Mm-hmm. It's not happening. I think he'll predominantly be outside um, just because he's, he's he's a big body, big mitt guy. So I'm yeah, looking forward to seeing him in the combine. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the league. I think he's going to be a first round player yeah. um, unless he just completely, you know, runs a six, six second, 40 yard dash or something stupid like that. I think the guy's going to be a first round pick and I'm looking forward to seeing him in the league. Uh, hopefully in a Bills jersey, that'd be nice. <laughs> okay, ne- talking about Bills jerseys, Guy, the next guy I'm going to talk about, I'm a big fan. He's one of my crushes in this draft. Um, Kyler Gordon, the cornerback from Washington. Um, 
Like Washington are throwing out some cornerbacks, man. And they've got two this year that, you know, I mean, everyone knows Trent McDuffie, you know, one of the top corners in this class, likely going to be a first-round pick. I'll be very surprised if Trent McDuffie isn't a first-round pick. And whilst Kyler Gordon isn't as instinctual a corner as McDuffie, he doesn't read the game as well. He's, he's a little bit raw, if you like, in comparison to his teammate. The dude is an athlete. Like, the dude is an athlete, man. Um Listen, listen to these numbers, right? And like I said before, right, 40 yard dash times mean something for corners, okay? We're not going to talk about 40s now, but just listen to some of these, right? This was as a sophomore. Gordon was a sophomore at Washington University, had a 3.87 second short shuttle. The, the average for an NFL corner is 4.17. Yeah. Gordon's was 3.87. His three cone, 6.52. The NFL average for a cornerback is 6.92. And his his vertical jump. 42.5 inches. The average for an NFL corner is 38. Like the dude is jumping out the gym. And and the dude is an NFL athletic freak as a sophomore. Yeah, yeah it's, it's well above I mean, average. I ha- well above average. Well above average. I, I, haven't, I don't know what his 40 time is. I don't know what he's going to run. But I've seen him play. The dude is fast. Yeah, the dude yeah. is fast. Now... If he posts these times, if he's three cone and his his vertical is is what it was as a sophomore, not even improved. If it's just that, and he runs a four three, mm. four three eight, four three nine, four 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 one. This is a guy that on tape you look at and go, okay, second round. But I've been I've been trying to find a way for you know I do a lot of mock drafts this time of year and I've got all the PFF crap that I'm trying to fit and I just cannot find a way to get him to fall to the bills at 57 I just can't do it I'm not there's no way he get he just doesn't get there yeah, yeah. if he runs a sub 4-4 or even like a, an early 4-4 4-1 4-2 he, the bills might have to take him at 25 if they want him like, yeah the, yeah the corners in this class are unbelievable there, there are, I think that this corner class is fantastic and Kyla Gordon might be the most athletically gifted of them all. Mm. He's a guy that, like I said, you know, we could be looking at a mid-second rounder. If he tests like that and runs a good 40, this could be a first-round player, you know, a top 30 NFL draft pick. Huge for, for him. Huge for what, you know, that contract's a big difference between being picked 25th overall and being picked 50th overall. Yeah. Um, and I just think he's going to be one to watch. He could be one that, you know, everyone's going to be talking about. I mean, Stingley's not participating. Everyone's going to be talking about Source Gardner. Everyone's going to be talking about uh, Trent McDuffie and, and Roger McGreary, the, the corner from Auburn. And whilst they're very instinctual, talented cornerbacks, they, they're a little bit more of the Trey White kind of corner, where mm. they're not overly physically gifted, but they're just a natural at the position. Well, the combine isn't built for them. Players, the combine is built for the athletic freaks. Yeah, and yeah. when you see a guy like Gordon, if he comes out and balls out, I, I expect to see him shoot up big boards, shoot into the first round of mock drafts. And it could be a guy that, you know, teams have probably been looking at saying, can we get him in the back end of the second? You might have to take him in the back end of the first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, other other variables are going to help him. Like, obviously, height and whatnot, um, you know, natural, natural measurables, but also his vertical and stuff. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you could actually put this guy against big, Big guys, you know what I mean, and he'll come off. That's the thing. He'll come off better. Yeah, if you can, if you can run with, if you can run with a Tyreek Hill, and well, no one can run with a Tyreek Hill, but if you can run with fast receivers and you can jump with big receivers, mm. 
Exactly, man. That's what the NFL wants, you know what I mean? That's what the NFL wants. You know, there's not many of them that can do both, you know, and I think Kyler Gordon could be one of the guys. He, yeah, he's one of my guys in this drive. Like, early, I know I know we're off a way, a way away from the NFL draft, but he's already one of my guys in this class, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he tests. Yeah, man. Um, right, the second guy, it's obviously it's quite, it's quite typical of me, but I'm going to go uh, running back. Um, of course. I'll wait for this. Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I like this guy, man. I think he's, for me, I think he's the best back in the draft. Um, I just think, you know, as we, as we look towards the future of the NFL, teams are looking for big guys like AJ Dillons, Jonathan Taylors, Derek Henry, obviously still around, you know what I mean? And this guy is not as big as those guys, but, he is a power runner. He he likes contact. He looks for contact. Um, and he breaks tackles. He gets yardage past contact. You know what I mean? But uh, nice feet, man. Yeah, exactly. With the footwork and the speed as well. He's not got top-end speed. But I think uh, sometimes speed speed ain't everything all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you can if you can bounce off a couple of guys and, and get extra, you know, make a first down or get an extra, get to the goal line. I think that's that's vital, you know what I mean? That's that's a good yeah. part of your game. So, yeah, I like this guy. I want to see him in, because he's a power runner. You know, he's a good blocker as well, which will help his production. It will help um, his snaps and, and snap count and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, because he's a good runner, good blocker, um, can catch when he's asked to, but he hasn't done that much in his college career. Um uh, great footwork. I think he's got the best footwork in the class. Uh, especially yeah, he's got in, lovely feet, man. Especially in traffic. Um, what I want to see from him is his dash, his 40-yard dash. I think uh, his speed's not the best in the class, but if he can put up a good um, good test on the a good test score on the uh, on the 40-yard dash, I think he's going to be creeping up maybe into the first round, maybe, but it would definitely be like high second. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, I like a side Spiller. I think there's been a lot of talk between Spiller and Kenneth Walker, the, the Michigan running back, mm. or the Michigan State running back. But the thing with Walker is I just don't see him as a three-down option. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like Kenneth Walker is just a first and second down back. He's not going to do anything in the passing game. His pass protection is a lot to be desired. You know, it's, it, it's not a classic running back class, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you know I look at all these running backs and where do you see the top end speed you know I think the only one that that can really shift is is Jerome Ford from Cincinnati but he lacks a lot of the other stuff yeah 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 so it's not a great running back class but you know a team you know who are we looking at it towards the end of the first round that could say do you know what we need, we could do a, you know a, an improvement right. at running yeah. back it's very possible that he sneaks in. I think it's more likely he's a day two pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we're we're probably. I mean, I haven't solidified any of my rankings for the for the positional groups, but at the minute, he's my RB one. Um, so nice to know that. Nice to know that I've seen it the same way as the running back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he runs as well because, like I said, there's no burners. But if he runs a sub four six, if he runs in the four fives. I mean, what did Josh Jacobs run? Josh Jacobs was a four six guy, right? Mm, yeah, uh, I think yeah. it was higher four fives actually. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think the hundred meter time matters too much for a running back. Like 
obviously it's nice where if there, you know, if you can, if there's a big enough hole, you can take it to the house for 40, 50, 60 yards. But I would more, I would rather have a guy that can take contact, has nice feet to get himself out of trouble and will pick you up four yards every time, five yards every time. And when you do give him a hole, okay, maybe he can't house it for 60, but he takes it 40. Mm-hmm. Give me that and that consistency of turning bad looks in the backfield into positive yards over a, a home hitter or, or a home run hitter every day of the week. Yeah. Every day of the week. And that's what I think a size spiller could be at the next level. You know, no one's going to confuse him with with like a, a CJ2K or a Christian McCaffrey. He's not that guy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, but he could be, be an Aaron Jones, the next level. That, that type of production from a, from a, from a back. Yeah. And, you know, that that in, you know, the mid-second mid, mid second round is pretty nice production. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I mean, like, when he runs with the ball, he runs with authority. He wins. He uh, When he gets tackled, he's falling forward. So he's winning that, that um, you know, the personal battles. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's what you want from a running back, right? You don't want them to yeah, be... Yeah, I agree. You don't want them to be falling back. And, you know, he's he's had, he's had to deal with a lot of um, competition, his position. Um, compared to other people in the in the class who have been, mm. who he he might be sharing that RB one um, accolade with, but yeah, I mean when he's when he's been asked to, he showed that. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be I, if I was a GM, I wouldn't be upset by by having to pick him. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Before we move on to my number three, I don't mm. know if you have you looked at Kyron Williams at Notre Dame yet. Mm, no, to be honest, mate, no, I haven't. When you get a chance, I know you're a busy man at the moment, especially at the moment. When you get a chance, take a look for me. He's the guy that I, if he's there in the third round or somehow survives to the fourth round for the Bills, he's the guy I want. I think he's good third down option. His pass pro is awesome. And he's the guy I'm looking at going, you know, for a running back position that's, you know, it's difficult to take one in the first mm-hmm. at the moment. If he's there in the third, I think he's a tasty player, but I want the running back's opinion. So we'll get back to that okay. at a later date, closer okay. to draft time. My third guy, well, my third and final guy. Now, this is a guy everybody knows. Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. The man is a beast. 350 plus pounds. Like, he is... If you, I don't, like, all you got to do is just Google Jordan Davis, Georgia, and it's like somebody put a grizzly bear in a bulldog uniform and yeah. said, play one tech. Yeah. Like, dude is a like he's huge, man. He's yeah. huge. Now, like I said, over three hundred and fifty pounds. There's, there's a chance that he runs a sub five second forty. Wow, well, that'd be mad. <laughs> that'd be crazy for that size. That'd be mad. That's like a grizzly bear with with a rocket up his ass. Now. There's two schools of thought on Jordan Davis, right? Some guys look at him and go, well, it's a bigger, badder Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a that's a top 15 player, top mm-hmm. 20 player. But there's other guys that look at Jordan Davis and go, okay, what he can do, like, you're not running. Like, mm-hmm. you're not running the ball. It's just not happening. But the issue is when you're 350 plus pounds, is that you can't play every snap. Yeah. And I think... It, George, I think of Georgia, he was like sub 30% snaps. You know, he's on the field for like 28 or 29% of, of the snaps of the game. Now, in the NFL, you know, are you going to spend a top 
20 pick on a guy that's not going to be on the field for the majority of the defensive snaps. It's, it's, it's a tough proposition. Mm-hmm. So I think for him, the interviews are a big part. The medicals are a big part. What is that? You know, like I said, he's a big boy, 350 plus. But is it, is it possible to bring him down to 340, 335, 338 and keep him on the field for 40% of defensive snaps? But do you lose something from doing that? This is, you know, so we, with Jordan Davis, whilst it's the, we all want to see a big man run a 40 yard dash, like if he runs sub five seconds, someone's going to lose their mind and take him top 10. I'm yeah, almost yeah. sure of it. Someone's yeah. going to just be like, that's Vita Vea, or, or it's a grizzly bear with a rocket up his ass. Like, we keep him on the field first and second down, it's going to be third and 10. Mm. Um, but, you know, in a past first league, it's just, it's just two schools of thoughts on him. And I think that it's going to be really important for Jordan Davis at the Combine to run well and show that he's not just a big man and that he is an athlete. Yeah. And also interview well and convince a team that in a run-first league, you know, it's like taking a two-down linebacker in the first round. It's, no, it's not the 80s anymore. Mm. And with Jordan Davis, I just don't know. Like, does he go top 10 like Vita Vea or top, top 20 like Vita Vea? Or is he a guy that someone takes at the bottom of the second, bottom of the first, early second, and says, "Well, yeah, you're a fantastic footballer. You're fantastic at what you do, but you're only going to be on the field for thirty percent of snaps, and we can't commit a high draft pick to that." Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be important for him to interview well with teams, yeah, have good medical checks, show that that weight isn't bad weight. You know, if they look at him and go, "Well, yeah, you're a three fifty beast," but there's a reason that I can see why you've been playing 28% of snaps because you're sitting there trying, trying to have a conversation and you're like necking five Twinkies. Yeah, I mean, p- people, I think, are going to, like you said, the interviews are going to play a big part in this, uh, especially with a guy like this, you know what I mean? But also, you know, they're going to want to know his work ethic. They're going to want to know his routine yeah. daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to want to know, yeah, if he can get down to a certain weight, and put on a bit of mass, put on a bit of muscle yeah. mass. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, shed that and get yourself lighter, but but stay strong. You know what I mean? How, do you know what I keep on thinking about? I keep on thinking about the Tampa Bay Bucks drafting him and the defensive tackles being Vita Vea and Jordan Davis. <laughs> and just thinking, how how do you deal with that? Just playing like, how does an offensive yeah. line deal with that? Just playing 4-3 every down, yeah. I just don't know how you stop that, but... I, don't, I kind of want to see it, but then I also don't want to see it because it yeah. petrifies me. Yeah. Uh, um, to be honest, I, I don't... Uh, if all checks out well and he's got the right personality and stuff, I think he will go he top... He won't get there. He, he, won't go, he will go yeah. top 20. Yeah. I think if everything checks out of the combine and he shows <laughs> that he's an athlete and he interviews well and he convinces teams that, you know, this is how I was used to Georgia because I wasn't need to... I didn't need to be on the field. Yeah. You know, a great deal. Like that Georgia defense, there's studs everywhere. Yeah, They're yeah, all going to exactly, get drafted. Yeah. Um, you know, then yeah, I don't think he makes it to the Bucks. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we, we'll hear some things closer to draft time, but it's going to be really interesting. You know, when a team like the Chargers, who couldn't stop the run to save their life last year, are on the are on are on the board, and you know, Jordan Davis is there. Do you take him top fifteen? You know, where the Chargers speaking top twenty? Mm. If he, you know, the Chargers pass on him, you start to think, okay. No, did he interview well? He's really worried about him. So it could be a guy that goes.
goes top 10 and we go, yeah, it's Peter Vey. Of course he went top 10. Or does he start to have a bit of a draft day four? And I think it's all going to, it's all going to stem back to how he performs and how, how he interviews at the combine. So this week, I think it's going to be huge for Jordan Davis. Yeah. I mean, like if he's getting production with sub 30%, you know, imagine what he can do a bit more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing is it's just keeping him on the field and showing because I think against Bama, Bama went high tempo. They they were they went fast. Yeah. And it got to a point he got so gassed he couldn't even stop the run. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's understandable because the man's like you can't keep a grizzly bear running around and, and mm. having to sprint and take on contact every every sort of five, six, seven, eight seconds. Mm-hmm. But then also it's the counter argument of going, well, we can draft a guy in the top 20 that you have to game plan against. You don't want to go fast. You have to go fast. Yeah. And there's, and there's, yeah, there's, you know, size, I said speed, Omar, but size matters. You know Especially at at one tech. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's a good selection, man. That's good. Um, it's a good person to cover. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be another interesting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll be keeping a special eye out for him. Definitely in the draft. Uh, you can't miss him. The third guy that um, yeah I'm gonna talk about is Brees Hall, uh, running back. Back. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, running back out of Iowa State. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in it, just like Isaiah, uh, Isaiah's my RB one. Brees Hall's up there. Um, he's definitely up there. He's he's probably RB two, maybe three. I don't know. I'm I'm not decided yet. But um, yeah, it's a tough class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as we've you know we've been we've been treated almost to really good classes the last couple of years. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, no. I want to see him. I want to see him do the bench. Um, I think. Given that he, uh, the way I've looked at him is that like he's a good all-round back. Yeah, he does a bit, he does a bit of everything quite well, but he's not got nothing that's like really stands out. But the only thing that pulls him back, I think, is his physicality. It's lacking at times. You know what I mean? He, he's he's very good before contact, but come contact, you know, there's issues. So I think his consistency is not there. He might break a tackle here and there, but usually he goes down. And he's usually been looking up at the sky. So, um, doesn't yeah. fall forward then like a side spiller. No, no, he's not. He's just not more. He's not assured like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's not. Yeah. So he, he does a lot of a lot of the work that he does is before contact. You know, he's very good. Good, great vision. Probably, mm. you know, one of the backs that I've looked at that's probably got the best vision um, out of all the backs that I've looked at. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, he, he can get to the second. The second level quite quite well. He, pick, he usually picks the right lanes to go down. But uh, like I said, physicality. And if you're going into the NFL, you need physicality, especially with like how these de- the defense are, are, are turning up, man. Anyone that has a good defense is usually in the playoffs. So yeah, and yeah, all, yeah, and all teams are, are getting better at D. You know what I mean? Um, these linebackers, they're no joke, man. They're, they're getting quicker, they're getting slimmer, but they're hitting. Like, they're having still... to be three down backs, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the only thing. I think he's he's got more finesse than force, and I think that's that's a good way of rounding Brees Hall up. 
Okay, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. I've seen again, we've, and it's, I think it's just the RB class this year is 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 never. It's not going to have like a set guy at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of guys with Spiller as the RB one. I've seen guys with Kenneth Walker as RB one. I've seen guys with Reese Hall RB one. Um, some guy with Kyron Williams at RB one. Like it's just yeah. a bit of a not a mess. It's just it's quite nice actually. The fact that we we've been so used to going into drafts. You know, especially in the the recent in recent history, with like this is, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going one one. Joe Burrow's going one one. Kyler Murray's going one one. Yeah. This, you know, it's, it's just been constant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even atop the the positional rankings as well, we've always had like an RB one, a wide receiver one, or a top two wide receiver. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's nice that no one can seem to agree on anything at the moment. And yeah, so that's it's going to be it's going to be very gonna, varied this year. Yeah, and I think this year is going to really show who. Which teams have got the, the good scouting departments? Which team teams are able to pick out uh, a good interview from a bad interview mm-hmm. and how they're able to judge not only what they see on tape, but the players that they're meeting and talking to? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be really important this year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm more excited for this class than I have been for a while. And I think it is because of that unknown. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. And I think it, it, through that, you're going to see a lot of teams manoeuvring in the draft uh, because obviously there's no, there's no set. There's no set like order. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. someone that might, they uh, teams thought they might go, they haven't gone. So then they, they move up or, yeah, you know, so. It's going yeah. to be, and it's also going to be interesting how teams look at this, this draft class because, you know, it, it, there's going to be, again, two schools of, th- of thought where teams are going to go, well, we, we should move down and collect more round two, round three, round four picks because everyone in this class is quite similar. There's not the massive jump between the top tier and then the middle tier and the bottom tier. And then other teams will look at it and go, well, it's never been cheaper. Or, or in the, you know, in recent years, it hasn't been cheaper to jump up because everyone's trying to move down. Mm-hmm. So if we can jump up and get the guy that we have in tier A instead of sitting where we are and having to take a tier B guy and it's not going to cost us as much as normal, let's jump up and go and get him. Mm. So, yeah, I just think all the uncertainty and, and the difference of opinions that we haven't had in recent years is going to make for a, a more interesting draft night come April. Yeah, if not before. yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, there you go, guys. That's our, that's our three three candidates on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, man, let us know what you think. Uh, I think this is just like, you know, we're just, we've been out of the pod game for a while now, so it's, it's getting back into it. But like you said, it was just a little sn- uh, a little snippet of, um, you know, yeah. each player and what we like about them, basically. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, next week we'll, we'll come back and we might have a little bit of a, of a combine recap. You know, who, who were the risers, who were the fallers, who impressed, who didn't, you know. And um and go from there. But there'll be a lot more content this off season uh, leading into the draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for listening, guys, and check us next week on Dialogue Bits Football Podcast. <laughs>